Welcome to PlayStation Daily. I'm John Blanco. Today I'm talking about the game segments in great games that I agonized with playing a second or third time. Pretty niche episode today. As you know, I love to replay games. I think it's great to get that story back in your head, experience it again. Hey, I paid a lot of money for these games. I want to play them multiple times. And I wanted to share some of the more rough parts of a game. Now, keep in mind, all of these games on this list are some of my favorite games. These are great games. But when you play a game a second time, there are some areas that can be rough, mostly because it was a kind of a grindy area that you just didn't realize the first time, so you had fun until it was done, but then you are done. But the second time, you're like, oh, I got to do that again. So I'm going to share, I've got 10, I'm going to go into detail on five of them, and uh, let's see, I'd love to know if you agree with me on some of these things. First one is going to be the most recent thing that I've replayed, the wall market in Final Fantasy VII. Now, don't get me wrong, there's some good parts to the wall market, and it's a glorious looking area, but I just feel like it kind of gets you in a rut, you end up spending a few hours there. And, uh, you know, by the way, there's gonna be some some spoilers here. So if if there's a game that you haven't played yet, skip ahead, uh, you know, a couple minutes maybe and, and go on to the next one. But when you get to the wall market, all of your progress ends. In fact, there's a really nice scene that ends right before you go to wall market where you're about to say goodbye to Aerith and it's kind of sentimental. And the next thing you know, you see Tifa and it's really cool to see Tifa. And then you run into the wall market and then you're just sort of stuck there for a long time. Uh, there's some different routes you can do in there. There's different quest trees. Or the second time I played, I ended up in the same ones. The other thing is you have to go to uh, Don Corneo's palace a few times. And there's all this back and forth. You go between the palace and then you go to the massage parlor. And I don't know. There's the gym stuff. If you want to try to 100% the game, you got to do all the gym stuff multiple times against multiple people. And it just kind of gets stuck. I'm also not a big fan of that dance sequence. I love the Aerith kind of celebrating watching you. I love that. I love the graphics of it, of the over-the-topness. But as a rhythm game itself, it never made any sense to me. I'm literally just looking at the screen and tapping on the screen. But in a lot of rhythm games, you're supposed to tap to the feel of the music, even like theater rhythm. So I don't love that part either. And you end up spending a few hours there at least. And I don't know, I just always feel stuck when I when I when I go there. I didn't like it the first time as much. I was depressed when I got there the second time. Wall Market in Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number two, The Last of Us. Yes, this nearly perfect game does have an area that's a little rough the second time. And that area is in between the opening scene with Sarah and when you meet Ellie. When I played this game the second time, which was when the part one remaster came out on PS5, I was, you know, super excited and I was like, wow, this is one of the greatest games ever, right? It's in my top 10 all time. And as I was playing through it, 
I was like, ugh, I'm not having as much fun this time. And I realized it was because this is the part when this is once you you are in Boston, right? Yeah, it's when you're in Boston. And it's kind of that whole area is like a tutorial area and you meet the fireflies and you arrange the deal, but you haven't quite met Ellie. And it's only when I finally met Ellie again that I started to really love the game again. And I think it's because the game really requires Ellie's attitude and her humor to really keep it going. But when it's just Joel, I don't know. Uh, It kind of drags in that part. Luckily, it's not that long. And then once you get Ellie, it just takes off. But yeah, I love the whole beginning sequence with the daughter, Sarah. And I love it once you get Ellie and in between. I would say it's about, it's probably like 30 to 45 minutes at most. But yeah, it makes you feel like, I mean, maybe I don't like this game as much as I do. All right, number three, it's Finding the Bottles and Life is Strange. I've played through this game multiple times. And when I thought of this topic, it was one of the first things I thought of. There is a sequence in the game. uh, This is the second chapter of the game, I believe. And you're still trying to convince Chloe of your time powers. And she asks you to go find bottles. You're in a junkyard. No matter how many times I play this game, I always get stuck with one or two bottles. When they And you have to find, I think, five of them. And in the original game, there were five bottles. So you had to find all the bottles. In the remaster, I believe they added one or two bottles in that area. So you only have to find five still, but there's like six or seven available to you. It's still tricky. There's a couple I'll always remember where they are. And the other ones, I just... They're just somewhere in the junkyard. It is it is an infamous part that lots of people talk about. And towards the end of the game, they actually make sort of a flashback to the bottles and replay some of the sound effects from the bottles. So it's almost like the game knew that it was really annoying, too. Probably by that time, they had gotten some feedback and they were like, hey, let's put the bottles back in. Um, but it's really annoying. It's it's kind of the oh, just one of the worst parts. Uh, and, and really... The, the, the part after that where you have to prove to Chloe that you have time powers is not all that exciting either once you've done it once because it's it's not very emotional or anything like that. Uh, but the bottles, the whole junkyard scene there in that game, for sure. Next one, Red Dead Redemption. Now, this is a game that's starting to show its age. I played Red Dead Redemption on PS3 years after it came out. And then I actually recently replayed it about a year, a little well, no, not about a year ago, about six months ago, I replayed it on my Nintendo Switch. And this game still holds up. It's still good. I still enjoy it. But the part of this game that was rough is fast travel. I never liked fast travel in Red Dead Redemption 2. I hate fast travel even more in Red Dead Redemption 1. I don't know why they did it this way. I want to say it's the age of the game, but they didn't really fix it in the next game. The way you fast travel in Red Dead Redemption is there are carriages in the towns. You can take those, but you have to pay. And I'm telling you, you don't have much money for most of this game. It takes a while to get money, and you really have to do a lot of side missions to get money. So using the the the, the little... <laughs> the little, uh, what do you call it? Carriages is terrible and, and not efficient. What you need to do is you need to go start a fire and then you can fast travel from the fire. And the nice thing about that is you can fast travel from wherever you do the fire. You don't have to go to a town so you can fast travel to a different town. The problem is 
probably because of the logic of the game, they don't want you in a firefight or whatever, is you can't make a fire and fast travel if you are near enemies. Okay, I get it. You can't make it if you're in a town or near a town, and you can't make that fire if it's near road or near water or if it's on a hill. So, so in order to facilitate the animation of the fire, there's so many restrictions, and it makes fast travel so annoying. So a lot of times when you want to fast travel, you've made it to a town or you've made it to an area or a firefight or whatever, and you literally have to get on your horse and ride away from it for, for a good bit. Then you got to find a flat piece of land that's away from the water, away from the road, and then you do the fire. And there's so many times it'll still say no. Or maybe you got near somebody who's going to shoot at you and you have to really just run away from them. It's so obnoxious. I wish it would just go quickly because some people will say it's better to travel in these games because you'll find things. But you have to travel between locations so many times and usually you take these main roads. You've you've explored these areas. You don't need to explore them again and again and again. The fast travel is just the worst in Red Dead Redemption. And I had hoped they had fixed it. But it felt even worse in Red Dead. Oh my gosh. And the last one I'll go into detail on, Octopath Traveler. Now this is one of my favorite JRPGs from the standpoint of the graphics that that HD 2D look is so good no matter how many games I play in it and what's lovely about this game is exploring finding the chests going into dungeons finding all the secret areas beating enemies grinding and then they have the really cool battle system where you can save up your attacks and then unload the attacks and even better is you can like kind of burn all your attacks early and then usually you wouldn't be able to attack for a while. But of course, with weaker enemies, you just take them out immediately. Um, I love it. I loved Octopath Traveler 1. I loved Octopath Traveler 2. I did not love the end games of those games. The final bosses are just incredibly hard and frustrating and whatever. But I've played through both games and enjoyed them. But I did try to replay Octopath Traveler 1 one time. And I will tell you... The, I'll call it the 8x4 structure of the game, where you have 8 characters, each with their own storyline divided up into 4 parts, makes the game feel more like a chore when you're playing through it, because you know I have to find all 8 characters, and I have to do their, their, their level 1 stories. Then I go through their level 2s, and then their 3s and 4s. Now, you don't have to do all the characters, the game says. But you're going to want to. I mean, you, you sort of have to sometimes with some enemies. And the second time, it just feels like every time you have to go through a level of stories, it just feels like a lot of work. Like, oh, I got to go through all the level twos. And your brain starts going to, oh, I just want to get to the level fours and finish these stories and then see what I want to do and, and explore and find the new jobs and that sort of thing. It's just a game that is so much fun to play. I love the battle system. I love the graphics. Uh, some of the stories are interesting, but the second time through, those things just don't land, and it and it feels like a struggle. Honestly, it's not just one part of this game; it's kind of the whole thing. But that that eight by four structure is what what really does it. Um, but great game, though. All right, I got five more, and we'll we'll make these pretty quick. One of them is something I've mentioned in the past: the crimes in Marvel's Spider-Man. So this is the first game. When I played through this first game, I didn't have any attention of like 100%ing it or whatever. But I did all the main missions and then I did the side missions and then I was kind of done. And then I realized I had to 
fight the crimes and the crimes are like, I don't know, there's something like, if I remember right, there's a whole bunch of regions in the game and each region has five crimes you have to do. The crimes are not limited. They are just always happening. It's always a way to like grind, level up, whatever you need to do. But you have to do five in each area in order to 100% the game. And if you don't do these crimes during the game, and I would encourage you to do that, at the end, you just have to sit there and wait around for a minute or two for a crime to happen. You just swing around, swing around. It is mind-numbing, and I had to go through all of these, and it was the most boring thing. So if you're ever going to 100% this game, do the crimes whenever you see the crimes. Don't ignore them, because you don't want to do them all at the end of the game. Shadow of the Colossus. Playing through the second time was great. I loved all the boss fights, and when you think in your head about how great the game is, and I love this game, you think about the monster fights and how much fun they are. You forget... The navigation to the monster fights. There are no collectibles to find while you're navigating. The radar sucks in the game. So you'll see kind of like which direction you need to go. But it might involve a winding path. And it's so easy to get lost. So many times you have to go in the same, take the same paths to go to different places. I wish you could just warp to the bosses. I understand it's what lengthens the game. But there's this pretty open land, and it's really pointless to actually navigate it. And so uh, the second time I played it, I actually had a much lesser opinion of the game. I feel like it's aged a bit. And it's because that navigation and the horse is finicky. It, it's it's mind-numbing. Elden Ring. This was kind of annoying the first time I played it. But I feel like Elden Ring is not a perfect game, and it suffers from the fact that for a normal playthrough, for a normal player, it's just scaled too hard. And when I played it the first time, I had to do the big bird grinding thing. And if you don't know about that, there is a bird that is across a chasm. And there's this location that's not so easy to get to because you have to you have to do a, a few little side quests in order to get the ability to get there. And then you have to shoot an arrow across the chasm, hit the bird, the bird will run at you, even though you're across a chasm and up higher on a cliff, and the bird will fall, and it will give you 11,000, what do they call them? They don't call them salt, runes. And you can level up so fast. And when I replayed it, I'm still kind of replaying it. I haven't played in a while, but I'm still kind of going through replay. I had a big bird again. I just did. And I had fun doing it. I put a podcast on. Actually, I put a few on. I did this for maybe a few hours. And you just grind, 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 grind. We're talking like 50, 60 levels. And you get to the point where the grinding still takes forever, even using this. But, you know, a level of vitality and whatever. But there is just no way, at least for me, to play this game without this cheap grinding. And then you can grind all the way up and you'll still have trouble against enemies. It's it's a little nuts. So um, it does make replaying Elden Ring a little daunting because you know you have to do this cheat for a few hours in order to just really have a chance unless you're really good and good for you Tomb Raider definitive edition I'm singling out the first one although you can almost say all three of them but particularly the first one if you want a hundred percent by the way this is one of the great games of all time it's on my top 10 list if you want a hundred percent it you have to find all the hidden collectibles and in the first game I can't remember what exactly they are, but they're these, they're just these little, they're, they're nothing of significance or, or interest. Um, it's basically like, um, I can't remember what they are, but there's little things you pick up and there's tons of them. 
And it will tell you in each area how many there are, so that is nice. But it generally involves navigating to remote areas of the world that might be tricky or out of your view. And doing it is so obnoxious. It's so hard. And it's really not worth it. Um, I've 100%ed these games, all of them, uh, some of them multiple times. But the first game, I don't know if I could ever try to 100% it again. It, it's just, it's mind-numbing. There's no reward for picking up the items you find. It's just that you have to find the items, and that's it. The exception there is the optional tombs. You should do all the optional tombs because you actually do get rewarded with level-ups. The other stuff, you don't. It's just a thing that happens, and it's horrible. Last one is The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, and this is a game I've replayed a few times now. And the part of the game that always drives me nuts is fairly early in the game. I want to say probably between the 5 and 10 hour mark. Probably on the lower end of that, depending on how you, how you play it. You have to meet the Emir, Emir Var Emrys. And this is uh, the first part of the game. You're looking for Yennefer. You have a dream. Then you're looking for her. It feels like you'll never find her. But at some point, you have to meet with the Emir, and Yennefer comes back to you. Actually, yeah, it's in the first town, but there's so much you do in the first town, especially if you're doing a lot of side quests. And then Yennefer will come, and she'll find you and say she, you want to talk to the Emir. And then you'll go, and then something will happen with the Wild Hunt. And then you end up at the Emir's castle or whatever it is. And the thing that drives me crazy about it is they make this whole big production about how you have to talk to the Emir and you need to get dressed because your clothes are disgusting. And then they're like, you need to shave and we got to give you a haircut. And then we got to teach you how to bow. And then you have to bow. And then you have to go meet the Emir. And this entire time, you can only walk slow. You can't like run to the Emir's chambers. And you're just walking back and forth. And then you meet the Emir, and then eventually they will mercifully let you go on your your way. Oh, but first you have to talk to Yennefer, and then she talks to you, and then she portals away. And then you can finally leave. But all you can do is just walk around this place. It drives me insane every single time. It just kills the pacing of the game, especially because you just found Yennefer. Um, but this is like my least favorite part of the game. Man, I just want to get to adventuring. The other thing is the castle isn't part of the open world. When you go to the castle, you're just in the castle. And then you're out of the castle. So it feels very isolating and closed off. Uh, I don't like it. Whereas the other towns, you sort of ride right in through the gates. This one, you do not. You're sort of locked in. I don't like it. Anyway, those are my 10 games. I hope you agree with me. Maybe you don't. I will be replaying some other games this year. Uh, the first one I mentioned, Elden Ring. I'm in the middle of it. I'll probably get back to it. I don't know when. Uh, same for Baldur's Gate 3, although I don't know if I'm going to get back to that one. Um, but a couple other games I will be replaying, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I think I might have mentioned that I'm going to replay that one. I actually downloaded it today. I forgot this was a PS Plus monthly game. Uh, this isn't, I don't, I think this is a PS Plus monthly game. So if you claimed it, you can... Um, play it for free so that's cool i'm going to be playing that because i want to play infinite wealth and i really want to replay the first game and do more of the side stuff i didn't do as much side stuff the first time and then until dawn we're supposed to be getting that remake or glitzy remaster i cannot wait to replay that one um so we'll see if i can add those two to the list of areas <laughs> i don't i can say like a dragon can be long 
but I have played games that have lots of side quests the second time, and I actually enjoy them more because the first time I played this on Game Pass, I really was just trying to get through it. And the second time I play it, I will actually be trying to do all the side content, so I will enjoy the side content more. But you never know with 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 replays. But there's just always some area that will bog you down. And these are otherwise amazing games. And every game that I mentioned here, if you haven't played it, you should. But at second time, there's going to be that one part. PlayStation Daily is your daily podcast for everything Sony PlayStation. Email me topic ideas or feedback for the show at PlayStationDailyPod at gmail.com. Let me know what part of a game you replayed you didn't like as much the second time. We're on threads at PS Daily Pod and now on Facebook at facebook.com slash PS Daily Pod. Hope you've enjoyed today's pod. We'll be back tomorrow. But until next time. PlayStation.